the Lollygaggers podcast, we have a saying. Distance might make the heart grow fonder, but proximity makes it grow smarter. Think about it, it makes sense. In this episode, we burn through some recent board game plays and Comic-Con news, and Jeff gives Katie Sackhoff's new Netflix show, Another Life, a try. For challenges, Justin talks nepotism and yoga hosers, while Jeff patrols Paul Blart Malkoff. Welcome to episode number 60 of the Lollygaggers podcast, a show about all sorts of different things, from comics to games, movies to TV. I am one of your hosts, Jeff. I'm the other one, Justin. How's it going, buddy? It's going all right. I can see you. <gasps> I know. This is so exciting. We're in front of each other's faces. We're, we are recording in person together. Normally, Justin and I re- record in separate states because uh, I don't really like being around him. Uh, but, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But he's here. He's visiting, uh, he's visiting old Arizona. And uh, yeah, he's been here, and so we get to we get to record our first episode together. So We're on cool. the surface of the sun. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I don't think Justin has stopped sweating uh, since uh, he was born. Well, to, yeah, I was about to say. To be honest, <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with geography. Yeah. I mean, it's just me as a person. Yeah, the sweating always happens. So it's so, been yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, we've had Justin here for a couple of days. We've played some games. Uh, so we've got some board games in. We're they're staring over at my giant wall of games. We got to play some thi- the thing last night. Outpost. That's my. That's probably my favorite. Outpost thirty one. Yeah, it's it's our favorite. We played it a bunch of times now. Uh, sadly, the humans did not win. You and I were humans. We were on the same squad. But we, you and I both did some pretty good things in the game. You burnt long alive. I burnt longly alive. Uh, I just, I torched him. And you outed Logan, so that was always good. So we managed to identify. I mean, he still needs to be outed, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> we got him. We Yeah, so we got the two of them. But unfortunately, unfortunately, my wife, Melissa, in her, her sneaky, quiet uh, ways, uh, she was the last remaining thing. And. On the last round, when he had one objective left, she managed to to get it to fail, and ah, it's just sucked. But we we did good. Like we it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we played some other games. We played, we played Concept. It's another board game we played, which is one of those fun. Uh, I like the game a lot too. Yeah, it's a little like. Uh, um, you ever you ever played uh, Concentration? You ever seen that show from the eighties with Alex Trebek? It's like the other game show that he hosted no, besides Jeopardy. That. Yeah, so you just use images. You use these these little images to combine to try to create uh, uh, a phrase, right? So you draw these cards. Like usually, you split up in teams like two or something like that, and you draw these cards. And these cards have nine different uh, nine different words or phrases on them, and you get to pick one of them. And then as a team, you start placing. Uh, these different components onto a board that has all sorts of different images and categories. And you can't give any verbal clues. You can only use the images on the board to try to mix them together to convey like what's on the actual card. Uh, so we got to play that. That's a game we played quite frequently. It's a high player count game and it's like a party game. And we had some a bunch of people over uh, with Justin's visit. So that was kind of fun. Longley is, um, how do I put this? The worst communicator. He is terrible at yeah. giving clues. Um, so, and I can say that because he doesn't listen to the podcast, right? Yeah. Even though he's guested on the podcast now, and probably still hasn't listened to the episode in which he guested. What a jerk! Yeah, what? What a jerk! What else? What else will we play with you? We played Werewolf One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, You've never played that, which is surprising because that's an oldie. Like we've had that for years. Yeah, I like the the uh, cell phone component with it too. I think it's a yeah interesting yeah. little thing. Yeah, we use the app. Yeah, it's a fun little um, like a little like atmospheric add to the whole thing which i thought was really interesting um we, we played salem before which is very similar it doesn't require an app or anything like that uh salem does um but it's still kind of similar the idea of there being like witches in salem versus there being werewolves and one night ultimate werewolf um i like salem better to be honest uh because it's like one night ultimate werewolf is so random 
like sometimes with all the different roles and you throw them together, like you never really know just the chaos gets crazy, which is fun. Like if you embrace it, but like if you're trying to really deduce and suss out like who's on your team and who's not, uh, plus I, I like in Salem how you can play cards on people. So Salem's about the Salem witch trials, obviously. And you have like an array of cards in front of you. Um, everyone's got somewhere between like three and five cards, depending on how many people you're playing and they're face down. And these are like identity cards. And most of them just says like you're an innocent civilian villager, no problem. But there are a couple witch cards. And if you get a witch card, that means you're a witch, right? Um, and then uh, what you're trying to do then, if you're the villagers, you're trying to suss out the witches and I, I assume burn them, right? And if you're the witch, you're trying to survive long enough for that not to happen, right? And the cool thing about the cool thing that I think Salem adds to this whole mafia style of game, which is really what Werewolf derives from, is that there's a deck of cards and you can play cards. And so you can play things like accusation cards. And if you stack up a bunch of accusation cards on somebody, you can flip over one of their identity cards to see and try to determine if they're a witch. You can also do things like skip their turn. Uh, you can like marry them off to other people and you can do all sorts of different effects. So there's extra la layers of like actual game behind it. So if I'm ever given the choice, I would always prefer Salem, but we hadn't played One Night Ultimate Werewolf yet. So it was fun to actually get that I like out Salem better because like you can um, really like it, the game's longer. Like with One Night Ultimate Werewolf, each round. It's and, eight, like five, eight minutes, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. And it's okay, but like I like the, the multiple layers in Salem and like accusing people and not them being outed so then there's also like oh maybe they weren't a werewolf so like it puts more doubt in your head and stuff like that rather than just like hey i was drunk last night i think one i ultimate werewolf allows for a little bit more like voice play like what mm -hmm. ashley does i think it's funny yeah but like when we talk like russian yeah yes i'm just guy from michigan like what's why is everyone talking like this <laughs> Um, but, uh, what I like about Salem more is that it's kind of more extended and it's a little bit more accusational mm -hmm. and, uh, you can kind of really throw people off with the things you do. And then yeah. like, you can just straight up murder people in the middle of the night, which is fun too. And yeah. it's, it's more of a, uh, it feels more like a whodunit mystery mm -hmm. type of thing than, a uh, we got five minutes to figure out who's the bad guy. Right. And it's not like, it's not like super random. So like, I mean, I know that's like one of the, the common complaints for one night ultimate werewolf is just that. It gets to the point where you don't have a whole lot of agency when during the night there's five or six or seven different roles that could perhaps like switch your role and do this and that. And so there's really not a whole lot of agency there. And I think there is in Salem. And that's why I think it, for the for the most part, for the past few years has replaced uh, One Night Ultimate Werewolf. But we've kept One Night Ultimate Werewolf because it is a classic for us. Uh, the other game we played, another game we played is Spyfall. So it's a couple years old as well. That took me a couple of rounds to figure out what I was doing. Yeah, you were the spy right off the bat. So if you don't know Spyfall, it plays up to eight players. And it's a, it's a whole mess load of cards. But there's these little tiny decks. And these decks are like eight cards a piece. And there's something like 30 plus locations in the game. And each little mini deck corresponds to one of those locations. So it could be like a casino. It could be uh, like a moon base, a submarine, um, a bank, stuff like that. And each one, so in these little mini decks of about eight cards, there's one card that's a, that's the spy and it just says spy and it has like a goofy little image of a spy. And then the other seven cards are pictures of the actual location and it has the name of the location and it tells you like what your role is at this location. So you could be like a bartender, a waiter, a manager, a customer, that kind of stuff. But they all have the same image of the location. But the, so the spy, once these cards are passed out, the spy has no idea what location they're in. And so during the course of the game, we rotate asking questions of each other 
And in that process, we're trying to deduce who the spy is. And the spy is trying to read between the lines of these questions to try to deduce what the location might be. So when you're asking questions of other people and you are a person who's actually at this location, you want to be careful that the questions you're asking aren't so obvious that it gives the spy hints. But then again, you don't want it to be too vague because then you don't want people to suspect you being the actual spy. So we did a couple of rounds of that, which was kind of fun. Justin, of course, because he was the new player, gets the spy role right off the bat. The chances. I think it was two out of the three times yeah, we played. Two out of three. Yeah. Like, yeah, two I don't three. know what I'm doing. And I was also the first person to ask the question. I'm like, um. Yeah. No, but you did fine. You did fine. Um, but that's a fun game. But I think it's a game that um, is a little bit better when people have played it a bunch. Because it's 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 weird to figure out what the qu- types of questions. Like, you have to find that balance. And also, I think sometimes people resort to yes or no questions, which I think is is problematic. I think you want to have questions that are a little bit more responsive, you know, like where they actually have to demonstrate some sort of creativity. Um, we've also had some problems with that game where people ask card-specific questions when they're, like, referring to some image on the card. And that, like, we... I don't know if that's like against the rules, but we sort of don't do that anymore just because it's it's less in the spirit of the game. And it's more like, you know, that's it's really hard for the spy to kind of deal with that at that point. The other issue I have with the game is that the all of the locations are in the rule book. And so you can see like this giant spread of these locations, but there's only one copy of that. So I, like if you're playing with seven or eight or six or five people, you're we're constantly passing that rule book around. But if you're the spy, you can't ever really just look and study it because it's going to be obvious because you got the book in front of you. So that's the only thing. Yeah, when you're a spy, like you're kind of just like staring at all the different locations while you're trying to also look like you're not staring at all the locations. Right, exactly. So um, I think where, what time of day is it right now? And it's just like you're trying your best – or if you are the spy, you're looking at the other people, seeing where their eyes are tracking and see if you can find out exactly where they're looking at to ask the question that they're trying to ask. Yeah. So like that's what I found the first time. I'm like, what is Gabe looking at right now? So right. I thought, so, okay, he's in the lower right quadrant. So something's in this area. So what in the lower right quadrant tells me that, you know, the things that he's saying to his other compatriots, like, where is he going to be located at? So right. I was just, so I think that that's part of the problem with it or so like if everyone had their own card own card yeah and yeah. you just hold it like this the whole time mm. you know i think it'd be better so yeah i know they released a spyfall 2 but i don't know if the spyfall 2 added that i mean obviously we could just like photocopy it and stuff but it's never going to be as high quality then as what's in the book and also like the book itself has the pictures really really small so it's not so you really have to lean in and actually pay attention to some of the details so but otherwise, it's a fantastic game. But if you know the other locations, the game gets better and better. So you don't have to rely so heavily on looking at the book. So that's why when we've had it for a couple of years and we've played it on and off. But it's a really, really fun game. So that's some of the games that uh, we played while Justin was here. Uh, but we also have been doing some other things, uh, Justin and I, on our own. Um, so I know that you've been looking at a lot of Comic-Con stuff, right? Yeah. So Comic-Con was this weekend. I was actually really, really excited about it because I knew that since phase three was over that they're going to announce a whole bunch of new stuff phase three marvel of the marvel stuff yeah um but that's not the only thing i'm talking about i'm just gonna start off with that so going down the line of the marvel stuff there was a whole timeline for the next whole phase um and some of that stuff subject to change and they included not only the movies but the tv shows coming on disney plus which i think would be impossible to fail disney plus because they're just going to get with all the stuff that they have 
between kids shows and, and entertainment, it's going to be really hard for them not to get a solid audience to right. have a, I mean, I'm going to buy a subscription to it. So yeah, it's not, it's way better than like CBS all access. Yeah. Yeah. Where all you have is like one subpar. Yeah. Well, Picard's coming out. So I'm, kind oh, of I'm just going to talk about that. Yeah. We're oh, okay. there. yeah. All right. So the first off we talk about uh black widow. So black widow is the first movie coming out this next uh, movie season. I believe it's in May. They're talking about the the main bad guys, Taskmaster, which is an interesting character. I really, really like the Taskmaster as a villain. Um, and the fact that Scarlett Johansson is finally getting her own singular vehicle, which is really interesting to see because she's been there since the beginning or since like Iron Man 2, which is like the third movie. And so the fact that she's finally getting like her own solo venture after like 10 years, which is pretty cool. Um, then you have Falcon Winter Soldier, which is the Disney Plus show, which is going to be based off of um, uh, those two characters and Baron Zemo. And Baron Zemo was the bad guy from Civil War. He's apparently, I guess, escaping prison and all that stuff. Then you have Eternals. Eternals is a very, that's like their next big flagship beyond Black Widow. Because I think Black Widow is supposed to be a flashback. Is like Eternals like a subtitle? Well, it has to be a flashback. Spoiler yeah, alert. She's dead, yeah. 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 I assume it's going to be a flashback. Okay. Or maybe something happened with this. I don't know. Um, but Eternals is like its next flat, big flagship, and it's very interesting. It's, it's just Eternal. Okay. Um, it's not like Infinity War was like subtitled to the Avengers. No, no, no. It's just the Eternals. And the Eternals, it has Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. It has Angelina Jolie. It has Camille Nanjiani and a couple of other heavy hitters. They, they very attractive people you're listening to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To. And Kamal on Johnny, he ain't a bad looker either. I know, that's why I said. Some very attractive people here. Dude, shredded now. Um, yeah. uh, then you have Shang-Chi after that, and uh, that's uh, the Kung Fu Master, okay. um, which I'm really hoping for that movie that's not going to be Marvelized. I'm really hoping it's going to be kind of like, more like a a Kung Fu, like straight up Kung Fu movie. Sure. If I get a nice... Because I, I feel like they've, they've, they've gone far enough with their stuff where it's like, okay... Everything's kind of cookie cutter. We've earned the highest grossing franchise in movie history. We have the highest grossing movie in movie history because mm-hmm. we cheated and did a second release. I know, right? Um, that they kind of start taking more chances, kind of do more niche films. So I hope that this is like a straight up kung fu, like Jet Li, or or um, obviously not like uh, Jackie Chan because there's a lot of comedy involved in that. Right. But I'd like to see uh, something like that. Then you have Wandavision, which is a TV show, which is. Want to maximize vision, so it's a story with just those two. I'll try it out. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Get to the good one, though. On the, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. I'm yeah. super excited about that. That's going to have Doctor Strange and uh, Wanda Maximoff, who's Scarlet Witch. Right. Um, it seems very um, Cthulhu esque uh, type of material, and um, they announced that it's going to be their first horror movie. Now, that's also a Marvel horror movie that'll be PG 13. So we'll see. Yeah. Really how horror it is. You have a What If cartoon coming out. What If is basically a series of comic books that they have where it's like alternate realities and stuff like that. Kind of like a, um, hey, what if Civil War never happened or what if Tony lost or something like that, which is all cartoons will be interesting. I'm sure they'll have a lot of voice actor cameos. You have Loki, which is a TV show coming out. You have Hawkeye, which is a TV show coming out. I'm looking forward to Hawkeye because I like Jeremy Renner and the source material that it is based from is a really great Stories about him and younger Hawkeye, which I think they're going to adapt in the TV show. It's going to be his daughter because they mention it in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Thor Love and Thunder where you have Natalie Portman coming back and she'll be playing Thor because Jane Foster becomes Thor in the comic book. So yeah. that'll be interesting. 
Um, and then you have Blade with Mashallah Ali. Uh, also playing, uh, looking forward to that one. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I hope it's what I kind of hope that they do because Marvel now, you know, Disney now owns Marvel, both sides of it with like Deadpool and Blade and stuff. Right. I hope they make like a Marvel Knights label or a Black label type of thing where it's like, okay, these are Marvel stories, but they're rated R. And sure. So that's why I'm kind of hoping they do with like Blade and still with like your your Deadpool and stuff like that where I, th- I hope it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, it's like a... Uh, I was I was listening to like maybe back pages or something like that where just there's a little denote on it like Dark Horse was for DC where it's like Man. this is not part of the comics code it's like we're gonna have swearing and blood and stuff I just I hope they kind of have that type of thing with Blade and and um, it'd be funny if they didn't though too if it was just like a bunch of like like dubbed thing instead of saying fud uh, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. word it's fudge you know yeah. Uh, like, like fudge a, you mother fudger yeah like if it was like really bad diehard covers yeah. for TV shows that'd be great. Um, so that's most of the Marvels up. I'm really excited about that because that's kind of my wheelhouse. Um, I'm going to get Disney Plus because I'm a slave to that crap. Um, and you got Picard came out. Yeah. So Picard. Well, the the trailer for it. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. However, it's also uh, troubling because I know like this new wave of, of, of Star Trek stuff is not uh, Gene Rottenberry's vision at all type of stuff. And that's fine. Like I do feel like Star Trek there's nothing wrong with it evolving, right? I mean, I never... Okay, I watched the first episode of the newest Star Trek series because that was free, um, but then I never subscribed to CBS All Access to do it. I keep I keep wanting to, but I didn't love it, and so I never really went out of my way to do it. I'm more inclined to watch Picard just because the next generation for me is what got me into Star Trek, right? And then, and then I branched out and went everywhere because I've watched every single Star Trek since, right? So... I did Next Generation. I did, you know, Deep Space Nine, obviously, Voyager, et cetera. I even watched that ill-fated Enterprise with its horrible intro music. And obviously... The one with uh, Scott Bakula? Scott Bakula, yeah. All right. It wasn't actually a bad show. I just was hated he, the Was he quantum music. leaping? He was not quantum leaping. Oh, I remember. He had, a, he had his adorable pet beagle that he always he did, sometimes would give cheese to. Anyway, like, I'm okay with it. And I did enjoy... And I do enjoy the J.J. Abrams movies, but they're they're action movies, you know? That's what they are. And so they're not... They're not super sciencey. They're not. They're not about like the idea of exploration. Yeah, next generation seemed more about like a stoic, yeah, type of, of 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 like, like analyzing the morals of the universe. Right, and like that's what was really cool about the next generation is that it had it had occasional moments of action, but not really. Like, and and I always liked There's a how, couple phasers that's done. Yeah, there was, and then some of them were set to kill. Ooh, oh my god! Oh right. Uh, but like Picard. Picard was the ambassador, so he wasn't the the rough and tumble guy the way that you know that Kirk was, and so I do I do like that. My concerns, however, is so I'm looking at the people that are in this trailer, and so if you haven't seen the trailer and you're trying to go in this blind, stop listening for like five minutes. Um, but it's got like there's a couple of people coming back, all right. So it's got you know the it's got Data who's appearing, like Brent you know Brent Spiner is going to be in there, and apparently he's going to be playing Data at some point, right? And then you've got um, seven of nines, and seven of nine, and that's my big issue because and a Borg cube. Well, yeah, the Borg. I mean, the Borg story obviously, the Borg story obviously makes sense. There's something wrong with that. That's been a long, continuous storyline since the Next Generation because we see all that in Voyager. It was all over Voyager. It was the genesis of Deep Space Nine and Cisco like losing his wife. So like, the Borg's everywhere. And I have no problem with that. It's just 
There's this one moment when, like in the trailer, that was very cringy to me, where like 709 looks to Picard. She's like, what are you doing all the way out here? Saving the world? I'm like, I didn't know you two really knew each other. This is a really weird kind of conversational, casual way of exchanging itself. And it just was very strange. And I don't know. I I didn't. It was kind of cringy to me. I just think it's a lot of like, I know that the same showrunner of the last show was doing it too and mm-hmm. people aren't very pleased with what he's doing i've heard i mean i actually heard people some people love it and some people hate it like i i, I it seems to be very divisive like but yeah. i don't know i i can't speak to it because i haven't watched i it just yet. hope that uh jean-luc picard does a bunch of karate moves that's all i'm hoping I think for he's a little old for that he says engage bitch yeah and then he starts fighting people um next we got witcher Mm. which I'm really excited for. And like the showrunners of Netflix are like, if you think this is going to be about the video games, read a book. And like, they're pretty much like, it's not about the video games. It's about the books. Right. If you think it's going to be about Witcher three and stuff, it's not going to be the same. Cause people are like, uh, where's his beard at? He goes, this is beard in the books. Shut up. And, yeah. um, well, who cares? Really yeah. It's just, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Cause it's another fantasy type of thing. And Henry Cavill is just so dreamy. He's very attractive, man. Um, God, there's just so many attractive men that aren't. But he's, I, I have a feeling he's really at the top for me right now because the boy is shredded. Really? And I really want to just comb his I don't hair. know. His jaw is just too perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's really what it is. So there's that. He really um, is the perfect cast for Superman. Not he really is. Like, if anyone else plays him, I don't, I won't accept it. Yeah. Like, he, I just hope he just takes a break for a while and eventually comes back when there's a good writer and a good script and stuff like that. Have you read any of the Witcher books? No, I was thinking about doing I that. Did. I did. Uh, a couple of years back, um, we were. You know me in reading. We don't get Yeah, I know. Well. If there's no pictures, it freaks you out. But I read it's a part. Yeah, I, I was into the Witcher because I love the Witcher series. And How I many books re- is it? Um, well, there's a bunch of short stories and stuff like that. So I got I would have to look at my Kindle because they're all on my Kindle. At this, or not my Kindle, but on Amazon Kindle on my app. But I have to look at it. But I have a bunch of stuff because there's a bunch of short stories and things like that. So and it all kind of links together. And also it helps give context to certain things that happen in the games too. Um, there are specific storylines in the games that are referenced in some of the short stories. So it's not as if there's already a disconnect, but it's certainly that the the, the, the game itself kind of went off. Yeah, it's, it's like a source yeah. material for the game. Yeah. Um, after that, you got Magic the Gathering animated series on Amazon. Super excited about so that. that. Is that going to be like a Planeswalker thing? Yeah, it's supposed to be about um, Jace and, uh, yeah. and uh, Thandra. Wow. Chandra. That's the word. So it's about Jason Chandra. It's basically based around them. The, He's the uh, living guild pack in Ravnica. Yeah, they are. Um, are you impressed that I knew that? That's pretty. Impressive. I'm very impressed. They are. Um, the 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 magic lore is so convoluted and dumb that because um, like it's it's been rewritten and redone and like all different types of stuff. I hope that they make something coherent out of it. I'll yeah. give it a shot. I mean, I have Amazon Prime, so I'm gonna try it. Out. Yeah. Um, after that, you have Watchmen, which I'm really excited about. Um, that's uh, Damon Lindelof is doing that one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I rewatched Watchmen a couple days ago to kind of like get back. Who and watches watch. the Watchmen? Justin does apparently. Yeah, I do. That's a joke. That's I funny. Did. That's hilarious. Um, and I'm really excited uh, about it. And like a couple new news recently, it was like uh, Robert Redford's playing President Robert Redford in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> such a funny reference. Which is silly. Robert like it's yeah, a Ronald Reagan reference and all stuff. Um, but like I'm really excited about that. HBO really hasn't let me down recently with their shows, except for the finale of one recently. Anyways, um. Batman Beyond got remastered. Okay. Kind of re- want to rewatch that because I thought it was a great show when I was a kid. And finally, I thought this is important information for you. Okay. Did you know that, that Ru- when it snows, Riverdale yeah. mm-hmm. is going to have a guest on the show as a like 
um, tribute. Is it Shannon Doherty? It is Shannon yeah, Doherty. Yeah, I read that. Are you kidding? It's Riverdale news. Of course so, I this. I don't know who she's going to play, but obviously it's going to be great because it's on right. Riverdale. It's very sad because Luke Perry passed away suddenly last year during filming and... Like they haven't really, they weren't ever really able to fit into a storyline. They never, they never wrote it in. So like, uh, so Luke Perry plays Archie's father, right? Um, Fred and how exactly they're going to handle that. I'm not really sure how they're going to handle it because Fred, the last we saw was alive in the, in the, in the, in the story. Right. So it's kind of curious how that's going to work out. Um, so it's very sad. I still love Riverdale and I really wish we would have actually bought the clue game and actually played Riverdale clue this weekend, but whatever. I would have played the Riverdale clue. I would have totally played the Or Riverdale Monopoly. No, not Riverdale. I hate Monopoly, but I would have played the crap out of Riverdale clue. I mean, we kind of did play clue. Yeah. Earlier with like one of the games we have is that you were, we played this weekend was kind of like clue, but, uh, we were talking about doing like some sort of theme party with like, uh, like some sort of like flapper girl stuff. Like it was Ashley's idea. We should do a Riverdale theme party next time you show up. We just have a big party. Everyone dresses up as a Riverdale character. Fantastic. I think it sounds. Is wonderful. there a fat Riverdale character? Yes. Then I will be him. Don't worry. You you know you got to stop identifying yourself as just being fat. You're more than that, Justin. I'm also very hairy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You all done? Yeah. 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 It's all right. Stuff. So I'm gonna. I got a, one thing I want to talk about really quickly here, and then we'll we'll move on to gentlemen's challenge. So, uh, I when 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 Justin and I were trying to figure out like what what are we gonna talk about this week? I'm like, you know, you know what we could do is we could watch this new Katie Sackhoff show on Netflix. And I was like, Justin, um, you know, we need to we need to do this. Uh, and then then I watched some, and and yeah, you don't need to. Never mind. Um, Thank you. So this, Thank you for jumping on that this, grenade for me. I totally did. So the, the, the show is called Another Life. It is on uh, it is on Netflix. It's created by Aaron Martin, and it stars Katie Sackhoff. So Katie Sackhoff of Battlestar Galactica fame uh, and so many other things. She was actually really good in Longmire as well, and she was in the Riddick movie, um, the last of the three, or at least the- She was the last Cylon, Jeffrey, mm-hmm. and no one knew. Was she? I thought she was like an angel or some nonsense. Anyway, oh, angels. Oh, yeah. Um, well, they all now because they're all dead. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the show itself is a sci-fi show that borrows fairly heavily from like the arrival or the the day the earth stood still and a couple other science fiction tropes. And there's like it's like science fiction trope galore. It's just all over the place. And so the premise is that we're on Earth, we're in the near future, so it's still recognizable. But we got some fancy new tech here and there, right? But it's it's pretty close. It's probably still 21st century, um, but maybe late 21st century, something like that. And a alien spaceship slash structure enters into orbit and lands in Washington State and then crystallizes. And there's some sort of crystalline shield over top of it. And we don't know what it's doing. We don't know why it's there. So much like in the movie The Arrival, people start to investigate it. And so Katie Sackhoff's character's husband is like the head scientist. Uh, and he's played by Justin Chatwin. If you remember Justin Chatwin, you remember, uh, you remember uh, what's it called? Um, the Tom Cruise movie... Uh, uh, not uh, with the aliens where they invaded. It was based upon that old oh, radio like drama. A, uh, die, rinse, repeat, whatever. Uh, no. Something that tomorrow? No, 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 no. How are we forgetting this? Uh, it's the one where like he is a clone of himself on the same planet or whatever. Is there no, a no, that's not it. There's so many good it's Tom the one with Tim. Songs. It's the one with Tim Robbins where Tim Robbins goes nuts in the basement or something like that. Oh, the day there is still. Over. No, it's not the day there is. That's Keanu Reeves. Uh, How are you forgetting this? Hang on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm yeah. just going to look it up because I, I do have this in front War of me. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. That's it. Thank I got you. it. Got it. I got it. Okay, so faster he, than Google. He is the son from from that, and he's been in some other things. I don't too. even remember his son. Oh, he was such a pain in the ass in that. 
Uh, but then again, if Tom Cruise is your dad, maybe you kind of want to be a pain in the ass. Uh, so, so he's, he's Kitty Sackhoff's husband. They have one child together and he's like the science guy and he's investigating it, but she's kind of like the military side of the family or, um, space side of the family. And so they, so months go by and this is all happening really quickly in the very first episode months go by as they're studying this. And they're unable to figure out what the hell's going on, but they do see that there are some signals that are being sent from this structure that has implanted itself uh, in the, in, on, on Earth back to a location in space. And so they decide that the scientific exploration of it isn't working, and so they're going to commission a space travel mission to the source or where those those signals are being sent back to. And so then Katie Sackhoff's character, who is... Uh, Nico, and she is named, and you know, she's of some renown within this, within this, uh, this military-ish type program. She's picked to head it. Now, that's fine. I like Katie Sackhoff. I think she's, I think she's very good. Uh, a lot of the stuff I've seen her in, she's always solid. She plays sort of the same character over and over again, like you know, super tough, really strong uh, female lead, and I, I think that's great. However, this is billed as a mission that is, that is. That is basically the, fu- the the future of humanity is at stake because what if this this structure that's on Earth now is trying to hurt us and we got to figure it out and then this plus this is going to be first contact so you would think Justin you would think that a mission of such great importance you would staff it with a bunch of responsible veterans who know what they're talking about no 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 my knowledge from the TV show the one hundred tells me otherwise uh, yes yes here's the thing the people that they staff with this are they actually make the hundred look responsible. Oh, it's so bad. It's this is the worst television show. You're telling me that these scientists, the best of the best, yeah. are less responsible than horny teenagers. They are. I have no idea what they all do. That are all super handsome. The show is terrible at trying to. Uh, the show was is absolutely terrible at trying to delineate between them and 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 tell us exactly what their roles are on the ship. Like only one or two of them are ever clear, right? It's it's so incredibly bad. I have no idea why they're picked for this mission. They all seem like immature high school or college students, and all they really ever do is yell at one another. The whole level of science is really bad. Like, there's really no attempt whatsoever. Like, when we look at, at you know, Star Trek, we were talking about a few minutes ago, very clearly who does what. Like, Worf, security, data, you know, is the science officer, sort of, like, you know, second officer, you know, Captain Picard is the is the ambassador. Will Riker he leads the he leads the sorting party and he courts all the ladies. You know that kind of stuff, right? Everyone, yeah, like everyone has. He's got a job. Yeah, he's got to court those bang alien as many ladies. People right? as possible. Yeah, yes. I mean, who would blame him? The guy's like eight right. feet tall. <laughs> you know, bearded. When he grew the beard, oh gosh, super just handsome. Forget it, right? Uh, so, like, you can't tell what people do. It's absolutely unreal. Everyone's incredibly immature, and so they're in cryo sleep for a bit. And then they they bust out of crowd sleep during this travel, and they're not where they're supposed to be. Right? They say they busted out early because there's a problem, and it's because they didn't quite follow the coordinates correctly, and so they're still sort of sussing that out. Now, Katie Sackhoff's first officer was the former captain of the ship, but so she was put back into place like over top of him. And when they're faced with the decision between, hey, do we want to go this way or do we want to go that way? And that's essentially what the decision is do we want to go this way or that way or are they both going to take us to the same place yeah is one faster than the other it's a little bit faster well i think we should she's like i think we should go the way that's a little bit longer but safer and he's like no i think we should go this way because it's faster and it's you know whatever he mansplained it to her and so 
I mean, honestly, it's the most simple thing. It's just, it's really like, do you want to take the interstate or do you want to just take back roads? That's really what it amounts to being. And because she makes a decision to take back roads that are a little bit safer, he goes ahead and forms, formulates a mutiny right off the bat within the first 30 minutes of the show. It's just like, oh, okay, that's totally earned. Jeffrey, women don't oh know the difference God. between east and west. How it's is she going to so know which way to go? <laughs> it's so bad in space. Is there an east and west? Yeah, I yeah, understand. yeah. So, like, it's so bad. So, like, there's a mutiny. And then, of course, what he does nearly blows at the ship, right? And so then they wake her back up, and then she has to retake it. And then instead of it being like, hey, I'm going to put you in the brig, or I'm going to space you, which is probably well within my right, like, she's like, no, you're just going to work with me. And then they joke around, and everything looks okay until the very end of the episode where like, where he's like, yeah, I'm just going to try to kill you now. Oh, that makes sense. Like, none of this is is earned. It is the, is, it is the worst thing ever. I have, I have never seen a worse science fiction television show. Like, seriously. And it makes me so sad, because I like Katie Sackhoff, and I want good things to happen to her career. I think she deserves way better than this. This show is not bad because of her. She is she is perfectly fine, I'm if really not great at times. Think of a worse it's so bad. Andromeda with <gasps> Kevin sucks ass Sorbo. I said it, I know, is better than this. Like that's how bad this show was. Now I will say I watched three episodes, and at the end of the third episode, I'm like, hmm, that's kind of interesting because there's a monster on the ship now. You've made so a mistake. I kind of want to watch the fourth one, but I, I really, anybody who values their time, because I don't value my time, anybody who values their time and their sanity, please don't watch Another Life. I think it is awful. Somebody, I was reading a review for it. It's got like a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is fairly accurate. How did they ever get 10? But one of the reviews was like, was like the uh, the only technical acumen that the characters on the show have is yelling at each other. Like that's it. That's all they're ever good at. Maybe that was their like their training things. Like, can you loud? Can you yell loud enough? Yeah. There's one the spaceship. There's Cause, one because the jets are, are loud. That's true. You got to talk over each other. Yeah. In space, no one can hear you scream unless you yell really, really mm-hmm. loud. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That was the, that's the rest yeah, of the thing. They had to cut off the whole yep. line yep. for yep. Alien because you know. There's not enough space on the, on the poster. The only redeeming quality of this is that there's a character in it that looks like the love child between Justin and our other friend, Gabe. But that's really not a joke that most of you get. So whatever. Uh, so anyway, that's another life. Definitely don't watch it. They owe me another life, honestly, because hmm. the three hours it took me to watch it felt like an eternity. Um, I'm probably going to watch the fourth episode, though, because I want to see what that monster stuff, because I think they're trying to rip off. They they totally rip off Alien, by the way. Like there's a, like episode two or episode three. I think it's episode three. Complete note of rip off of Alien. Stuff starts bursting from inside. Let's just put it that way. So anyway, I think we have rambled on for way too long, to be honest. But it's we're excited. A special episode. It's a special episode. We're, we're like, we get to see each other. So uh, let's go ahead and do our gentleman's challenge for the week. And now, it's time for the gentleman's challenge. The Gentleman's Challenge is a segment we do here on the Lollygaggers podcast where Justin and I like to give each other homework assignments. And then to ensure that we completed our homework assignments, we come back on the next episode and we quiz each other about it. Now, these homework assignments are often watching a movie or a TV show, maybe playing a game or reading a comic. And everything we talk about here in this segment is spoiler heavy. So if there's something we're uh, covering today that you really don't want to be spoiled about yet, it's best to maybe skip this section and come back later after you've experienced it for yourself. Uh, so with that in mind, with that warning out of the way, Justin, I think it's your turn to go first. And oh boy, am I and excited. Oh boy. Oh boy. So, um, this was a joint effort by 
Jeffrey and our friend Ashley. It was all Ashley. Um, don't, don't give me credit for this. This is all This Ashley. is a terrible movie called Yoga Hosers. Um, it's written and directed by Kevin Smith, stars Lily Rose Depp and uh, Harley Quinn Smith because comic books. Doesn't even call her Harley, Harley Quinzel, calls her Harley Quinn Smith. Uh, it's got a ton of cameos. Well, his last name is Smith, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why. Yeah, you're right. You probably did that. That's that's why, yeah. Okay. Uh, cameos by, there's a whole bunch of cameos because I think a lot of people owed uh, him a favor. So uh, he just had him show up for a, an hour of filming. Hey, side note, isn't it kind of interesting that you'd name your child after like a crazed lunatic killer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, okay, just, just but she was she was originally a therapist. No, I know. And then so. she was like jo- the Joker's therapist or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah so she, she was a crazy. psychotherapist. So she yeah. started off fine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um... You got Adam Brody is in this. He's uh, from the OC. Uh, he was in the movie. He played their drummer, Ichabod, which is a reference to one of the main uh, actresses, Lily Rose Depp. She is the daughter of of Johnny Depp, and he played um, Ichabod Crane in, in uh, the Headless Horseman movie. Anyways. Um, it was uh, Sleepy Hollow. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you have Adam Brody, Justin Long, who was in another movie related to this. Haley Joel Osmond. The wonderful Tusk that Justin talked about in episode 59. Yeah, it was, this is a continuation of that. Uh, Kevin Conroy's in it, which I thought was a strange uh, cameo. I mean, it's the voice of Batman. I'm like, why is he in this movie? Why not? Stan Lee's in it, Jason Mewes. And then, of course, probably the main driving force behind this film. Johnny Depp was in this movie because this stars his daughter. Yeah. Um, hey, where was Johnny Depp? Because I totally bailed after the first like twenty five minutes. He plays uh, Guy Lapointe again. In the, oh, it was him. Okay. He's later on. So like in Tusk, he played Guy Lapointe, and he mm-hmm. does it again. This. Um, and his moles keep moving around his face. That's Isn't true. that comical? It's um, very funny. So almost as funny as uh, the boot joke that happened every every twelve two seconds. seconds. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, or sorry, or just overall Canadian accents. Yes. Um, so the story is, yeah, these two colleagues are played by Lily Rose Depp and Harley Quinn Smith, which is the daughters of Johnny Depp and Kevin Smith, respectively. They are clerks in a uh, little gas station place called A uh, A to Z, uh, like A to Z, but like A, like a Canadian A. Mm -hmm. And they were in the previous movie test where they kind of pointed uh, Gila Point towards where Justin Long's character was supposed to be. So they are of some type of fame because they kind of like help save a man, but then he ended up being a walrus. So to give you the uh, overall plot of this film um, would be very difficult because there is none. Yeah, did you know that uh, Johnny Depp's son was also in this movie? Jack Depp playing oh, Peg's son. It's unaware. Yeah, I just look at this. I'm on IDP. So that just that just furthers the evidence for why you think this movie yeah. exists. Yeah. So this um this movie doesn't have much of a plot. It's just about these two girls that work at this gas station, and they're in tenth grade, and they're like fifteen and a half years old, and they get asked to go to a twelfth grade uh, party by these two boys, um, and. It just follows their antics. The reason why they call it yoga hosers is because they go to a yoga club every once in a while. That's led by Justin Long, but it really doesn't have much to do with the plot. They just like to go to yoga. Um, and people call them yoga hosers because that's kind of, I guess, an insult in Canada, which I don't believe it is. 
Um, you don't. You never use hoser. Ho- hoser. Excuse me. Not yoga hoser. I use hoser all the time. Do you? Oh, I used to. I thought that was like out of, uh, you know, out of style now. But yoga hoser. No, thank you. That doesn't okay. sound okay to me. Um. So in the process, people are dying in the streets. Um, some little creature keeps on getting people. First gets to the guy from Epic Meal Time. Um, it goes up his butt. It's like the only death in the first twenty five minutes. Yeah, and then that's the only indication that there's anything going wrong. Yeah, and then that's the only so type of slow. semblance of a plot. It's and then an it takes forever to get going. Minute movie, and it takes an hour and twenty six minutes to get going. Yeah, and then there's a subplot that the guys of the twelfth grade party uh, are trying to murder them because the they, they're something. Satan. They're yeah. Canadian Satanists, and they just want a, a a virgin soul, a pure soul, to go to Satan. Sure. I mean, who doesn't want now that? you think now this is that's an hour into the movie. You think that maybe Justin, you've you skipped a lot of the yeah. pertinent information yeah. from point A to point B. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, nothing really happens. Mm-hmm. You just find out more about the girls' home lives and that like one's father got remarried to the manager of the store. Yeah. The other one's mother is She's hilarious, by the way. I can't remember the actress's name. She's from um Russian Doll. Yeah, I know. That's what I was going to say. Russian Doll. I've, I've talked about it several episodes ago, but fantastic Netflix show. Got renewed for a season two. Totally watch it. Uh, this is not her best work. That's the sadness about this. It's entire not about movie. her. It's just like it's the yeah. movie. That's the problem. Not her. It's also got like her father's played by the guy who plays Buster Bluth on um, yeah, from, uh, uh, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah. And like great this cast. movie has nothing wrong to do with the cast yeah, great at cast. all, except the two girls. It, I know you have strong feelings about nepotism. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they stop the the boys from murdering them, and the process uh, little sausage men called uh, Bratsies come out and murder them. That's a pretty funny name, though. You got to give them. Yeah, I laughed so hard. Um, came out and like went up their butts and killed them. Came out their mouth, and they, all they say is Avita Zane and and mm-hmm. Nine and uh, different simple German sayings. And then the girls, yeah, yeah. And then the girls uh, just kill all the Bratsies, and so they're kind of framed for the murder of the boys. Um, And so they go to jail. And then Guy Lapointe from Tusk comes out and says, "I'm here to help you. Let's figure it out." And they find out that there's a there's a stupid subplot where a teacher dumps a whole bunch of uh, uh, no deposition or exposition, not deposition, exposition on to the kids in a class where they're like, oh. Canada was once occupied by Nazis, and in this city, um, there was a Nazi uh, like movement, uh, but it was uh, taken out by the police. And so it turns out, underneath A to Z is a secret passageway that goes to a Nazi like science experiment place where a Nazi man took a whole bunch of sausages, infused it with his own DNA. Helped incubate them over time, but because the girls were rocking too hard in their band sessions in the back room of A to Z, it knocked out the power and woke him up early. And so he decided with his Nazi life to uh, unleash his uh, Bratzies onto the world to kill as many people as possible. And then he was going to take over the world by first getting on Them magazine with a picture of his um, Bratzies inside of a giant... Uh, skull face goalie uh, golem. It's really weird. Again, if you feel like you just took a a hit of ecstasy before I start talking about this plot, you're absolutely right because it makes no sense. This is two movies in a row where it's based on Nazis in some type of way, which is weird. Hmm. Um, the Nazi party and then this. Um, the girls stop them with their yoga poses because yoga is a honest way to fight people. 
and then become heroes of the city. And that's pretty much the movie. I hate this film. I think it is the worst film you've ever given me. Okay. I just want to point out again, this is Ashley's idea and she was very excited. She wanted from to watch it with you. And then you denied her that opportunity. From what I've always been told, you always blame the messenger. Uh, no, I don't think that's, that's what that's, the thing that's says. The opposite. Nope. It's the opposite. I don't think you're phrase. right. Um, yeah, you can look it up if you want, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm right Okay. Anyways, um, this movie's the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, and I watched some of the sniffer. I think it's worse than the sniffer. No, that's not possible. I think it is. Yeah. Nope. It is. So let me let me let me put it to you in this this way. I sat through twenty five to thirty minutes of yoga hosers before I left. You and screamed before you left. Yes, I know that's true. But I was thirty seconds into the sniffer where I, I just I almost broke my TV. I'm like I can never watch TV again. So at no. some point, no. The sniffer is is still at some point during our unassailable. Viewing, you I will grant yelled, you number two. What the f- is going on? And then left because <laughs> <laughs> there's no plot. We're thirty minutes in, and there's no semblance of a f- plot. Like what was this nonsense? It was pretty great, but the no. sniffer was way worse. Like I, I seriously, I get it. Yoga hosers is the worst movie. Okay, okay, you've okay. Seen. Well, well, I'll concede to that. I'll okay. concede to that. There we go. That's fair. Um, there's two music videos, including a final music video during the final. I there were like four. There was my wife told me there were four. I thought there was three because I think there was two during the movie. Maybe maybe the opening scene considers. Yeah, um, it's truly awful. And because what what this movie is, well, I'll get to that in a second. Um, Nazis in Canada. That's pretty cool, right? Two times we were talking about Nazis. The Brazis were stupid, and the special effects that were the Brazis were some of the worst special effects. It looked like a Nickelodeon TV show. That's what it looked like. Um. There's like these random accents that the German guys does at the end of the movie. Like he's trying to like, it's almost like he's trying to audition for some type of one man show or something where he does like Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he does uh, Al Pacino. And it's really weird how like he does these accents for no reason. Like for, and the way they explain it is, oh, he used to watch TV shows on Netflix. And so he binged Netflix when he was, when they were away. It's just kind of a dumb addition to the plot at a certain point johnny depp's daughter speaks french for no reason no reason at all um the only reason i can think of is because she's born in france because johnny depp lives in france and so they just want to show oh hey she can speak french and then at the end of the movie in the final like music video she also sings in french too so this is why i think this movie is made and i did a little bit of looking on the internet it's like 100 a love letter to his daughter this is the... And that's sweet, man. Sure. But you save that for home. No. Nah. Okay, you don't have to release it into a wide audience of people. This is the man that made Mallrats. Mm. Okay? He made Dogma. You can love Dogma. I, I, just, love, I just don't like Dogma as much as you. I love Dogma. It's okay. Like, it's fine. I love uh, James Hall Bob Strikes Back. It's such a dumb movie, and I love it. I like Clerks. I like Mallrats. He's made one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and it's just because he wanted to give his daughter a movie. So? I think this movie was made very shortly after his heart attack because mm-hmm. it was made in 2018. He has so heart attack two claims. years ago. None of this we know, by the way. This is just Justin. His heart attack two years ago. Sure, yeah. It is the worst show of nepotism I've ever seen in a movie ever made. Mm. These girls are average at best okay. when it comes to See, acting. Okay. Um, the storyline is girls. scrambled and so stupid because they are girls. They're 17 years old. Mm. 
long time. They're 17-year-old girls. They're young women. Girls. Young women. Um, and I can't stand Johnny Depp anymore. Oh. I've had enough. You ever could stand him? Um, the first Pirates wasn't bad. Okay, okay. That's that's the last one. Okay. Last since time then, shower too. I think. Since then, allegedly, just I can't take it. Justin Long again is just Justin Long. So he's just Justin Long on. is just himself. Yeah. Um, I just I can't explain how frustrating this film was because it's a hundred percent some rich guys making a movie for their kids. And that's that's literally all it is. Now, it's very sweet he did that for his daughter. He loves her very much and would do anything for her. But this just seems like some type of like audition reel to show to people later on that maybe one day my daughter can be in a CW show. That's just what it seems like. And I, I, I hate it every second of it. There's mm-hmm. multiple times during the movie where I'm just sitting there like this. With my hands on my head. This is great for podcasting. Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. So this is good visual. Um, <laughs> my hands are on my head. And I'm just like, what is going on? Okay. I want to say one thing in defense of yoga hosers. Okay. One right. thing. The premise of a crazy Nazi scientist making small sausages called bratsies mm-hmm. that take over Canada and stuff is a fantastic plot premise for a comedic horror movie. Sure. The problem is that entire i was 30 minutes in and that stuff was nowhere even remotely established. it's like the last 30 minutes of the it movie. was this was it, to me it's it's not about the acting it really isn't because it's hard to really uh, to me it's so hard to evaluate I, i'm not really good at evaluating acting like it's it's really but I'm, i talk i mean i'll talk about the writing and stuff like that but to me in terms of pacing and plotting this movie failed so hard it's so boring it's so hard like when I am 25 minutes in and I'm just wondering, when is the movie going to start? Like, it really was just a bunch of non sequitur scenes of these two, these two teenage, these two teenagers who were like dealing with their phones and making really bad jokes to one another and a whole, like, an absolutely ridiculous amount of boot jokes. What's this all about? Sorry, sorry. Like, okay. I, yeah, like, fine. 40 like, 40 minutes it, in the oh, movie, God. they're still doing that thing where the it's Instacam like, and stuff. In- introducing people. Yeah. Which, Eighty percent of them don't even matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you it, don't yeah. see like they talk about uh, the principal. They do a thing for the principal. The principal's mm-hmm. in the movie. Who's one of the? Um, she was one of the correspondents for the Daily Show for a while. Mm-hmm. She's in the movie for maybe five minutes. And principal probably, Invincible. Yeah, yeah, ten lines, and that's it. Yeah. She has nothing to do with later on. There's so many like the they do Insta can things where they do that thing where it's like yeah. a video game, which I do not believe has anything to do with current. What Instagram filters actually look like. I or know. just current or young style. No one does I'm 8-bit. Old, so I don't know. No, 8-bit is retro. I mean, that gets pretty hot right sure, now. Sure, but I don't think it's... It's pretty hot right now. It's totally hot right now. Fetch is so hot right now. It is. <laughs> but I think, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like More than anything else, like my two biggest issues with it were the the atrocious plotting and pacing of this movie, which did nothing to establish the narrative of this movie at a relatively reasonable pace and so that's like that's number one and number two i just thought like enough with the stupid canada jokes it was just like so ridiculously over the top like they said it got, sorry, it got sorry annoying that like six times in a row it wasn't funny it was annoying like yeah. that's the thing it just got so annoying and we have a canadian friend we love to make canadian jokes at but her she expense. doesn't even talk like that even remotely i know well not they're not winnipeg you know Still, though, I doubt it's like that. I don't really know. I don't really care. All I know is it got super annoying, right? It just got super annoying super quickly. Yeah. but And it's a shame because the plot of 
crazy Nazi doctor making little sausage bratsies that are trying to kill Canadians. That's 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 gold. That's a gold idea. Jeffrey, I watched Jack Frost too. That's an excellent movie. Better than this. I agree. Far better. I, th- I actually think Jack Frost too is probably around the mid. It's probably the mean. <laughs> sure, I would say in this entire podcast, it's like man, it's pretty average film. I was just going through the website, looking at the tags, and like, man, we watched some horrible stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what were we doing with our lives? Glad, I'm glad this is how this podcast yes, has, has yes. evolved. But uh, all right. In conclusion, yeah. I hate you for giving me this. I hate Ashley. No, she's our no. friend. She wanted filter. to be involved. Listen. If you pass water through a filter and it's still dirty, you blame the filter. That's not true. Yeah. So, anyways. I also don't think that metaphor really holds. Anyway, you ready for your quiz? Yeah. Okay. So, there's a cereal that showed up throughout much of this movie. Oh, Pucky Charms. Uh, That is correct. That is is correct. Okay. What did Johnny Depp's daughters, and I don't know the characters' names because I- The the Colleen's. The Colleen's, that's right. What did Colleen's room look like? Oh... It just looks like a bunch of like closets. There was two large closets and a mess. It was just a bunch of clothes all over the floor everywhere. That's all I can really think of. Because they were just taking pictures. They were, before they're going to the party, mm-hmm. they were taking pictures of each other to see which one was cute. Right. All I can remember is that two giant walk-in closets. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the incorrect answer. The correct answer is <laughs> a Vancouver hockey riot was said <laughs> not once. But twice, and then confirmed for a third time. Oh, is that what her father said to her? Or yeah, whatever? her father said it twice, and then his new girlfriend wife came in. And, a uh, Vancouver hockey riot. It looks like a Vancouver hockey riot. So if uh, you hate like this type of accent, take this for an hour and 20 minutes, eh? <laughs> That's <laughs> what we're talking about. And you think if this is kind of uh, exploitative, you're absolutely right. Okay, so what was like the coolest character? Okay, so there's like the coolest character in this movie, okay? Was wearing a hat. Do you recall what was this is this is a multi-tiered question because you first have to think of like who was the coolest and then you have to figure out what was on their hat because I want to know what was on their hat. Uh the little kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um it's a little kid that was drinking uh Pucky Charms and then he's he flicked them off and walked away. I cannot remember what was on his hat though. I can't remember. Correct answer is weird. I'll, I, you know, I still got half of that, right? I'll no, take, no. The, I was wanting, I specifically said, I want what's on the hat. But you say, who's the coolest kid? It's two-tier. You said it was a two-tier. I said it's a two-tier question, but I said I want to know what was on the hat. So that's a, that's a zero. And with Damn all, it. you've been doing nothing but threatening me and blaming me for this, even though it's actually so why on earth Damn should it. I be nice to you about this? I blew it. I, yeah. I, I, I do myself before this even started. Question number four. The Instacam thing. Why? <laughs> hmm. It's a good question. Uh, because kids are hip and cool and they always have their nose in their phones. So what's the best way to endear people to an audience of children for a movie directed by a guy that no kids this age understand who he is um, than to have a 60-year-old man or 50-year-old man write script or uh, information based off of what they think young kids talk about? So that's why, Jeffrey. Uh, no, that's the correct answer. The, okay. the, the correct answer is why not. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. 
So simple. It was so simple. <laughs> it was right in front of yeah, me. You ever thought that one? I, I could have just reached you out and grabbed just, it. You just said, why not? Uh, I didn't. That's right. Why I not? Didn't. Why not? Because right. that's honestly what it really felt like when they were making decisions for this movie. Hey, we should do this. Why? Why <laughs> do not? Do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pick them Very up. Excellent. Excellent comeback. We don't, re- we don't usually do this, but go ahead. Come okay. on. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. Final question. Uh, and we already kind of touched on this, but uh, didn't quite answer it. So, how long before the plot revealed itself... And couldn't this have simply been like a 20-minute short if you get rid of the Instacams and music videos and redundant Canadian accent jokes? Second answer is yes. Okay, yeah. Easily it was like a 20-minute movie. 20 minutes. Oh, later. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say it was about minute 57. The plot was revealed as to what was going on. Minute 57? Something around there. Minute 57. Yeah. When the... Oh, because of the thing with the, like, because there was, like, on the shelf behind the drummer. Is that what you were referring to? No, no, no. I think that the plot was revealed at minute 57 of the movie. Okay. Um, when, like, the the little area opened up mm-hmm. behind the toilet, mm-hmm. and they went down and saw the Nazi guy. At, at that point in the movie, that's when the plot was revealed. Okay. It took 57 minutes for the plot to be revealed. So the, oh, the question so... Was, and- so at 57, not a minute yeah. 57, because a minute 57 is like one minute and 57 no, seconds. No, 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 at, th- at 57 minutes. Okay, okay good. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, that makes no sense. Uh, all right. So I'll go ahead. Yeah, I'll go ahead and give you credit for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. So taking a look at this, you got the Pucky Charms, no problem. Got the Vancouver Hockey Riot wrong. Got the weird wrong. Um, Instant Cam thing, I surprisingly got it wrong. Tried my best. I mean. uh, so you got two, it looks like two out of five. Looks like two out of five. That's pretty good. Some of us like to shoot for the stars. I like to just blend in, you know? I look for below average. Not enough to get fired, but not enough to get noticed. Well, I mean, two out of five is uh, it's a 40%. I think that is enough to get fired. Nah. That's a failing I'm looking grade. for like 10%. Three to five would have been okay. Yeah, there's plenty of people I work with in the past that are okay. good-level people. So uh, this is really amazing, but it's my turn now. And surprisingly, I'm about to talk about the best of the two movies <laughs> <laughs> that we watched for this week's episode and that is the classic 2009 classic with good old kevin james produced by adam sandler and directed by steve carr it is the unassailable the timeless paul blart mall cop Uh, some people say it's die hard six some people say this uh i don't know who those people are but some people say it okay sure some people say this was yoga hosers before yoga hosers existed some I don't think anybody said that. <laughs> I think I just, I think I just sure. did. I'm pretty sure I just said it. Well, you did just say it. I did just say so it. So at the very least, there's one. Yeah. Okay, exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay, so uh, so Paul Blart Mall Cop is basically Justin. So if you think about Justin's life, this is Justin's life, right? That's Because like, every time I watch this, I see Kevin Smith. He's doing stuff. He's, he's, he's good at what he does, but he's not sure he really likes what he's doing. And so he's constantly going back and forth cycling between that. There's all sorts of jokes about his weight that he makes upon himself, but other people are trying to lift oh him God. up about that. It's I like, never, this is realized. basically, and he shouldn't make those jokes because no one else really cares. It's really only Justin who cares about those things. Oh my God. But anyway. I am Paul Blart. You are Paul Blart. You are Paul Blart. High school math teacher. <laughs> oh my god! I need to get a, segue. A, different subtitle. I need to get a segue right, right away. Okay, so if you don't know the film, the film the, this this title character is played by Kevin James. It's Paul Blart. He is very much like the title says, a mall cop, but he has aspirations of being a state trooper, and it's in New Jersey. 
Uh, and he does not pass his state trooper exam. He's he's tried like eight times. He's failed every time. And it's because he's hypoglycemic. And so he like he like collapses from some sort of sugar problem. Like My wife's hypoglycemic. It's mm-hmm. not. That's not what happens. I didn't think that's at all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure just like he just isn't. I thought it was, she, I thought it was gonna headaches. be narcolepsy. I thought it was gonna be narcolepsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe he's a narcoleptic. Yeah. She gets some headaches from lack of sugar. Yeah, sometimes. so that's about it. right at the beginning of the movie, you see him fall and he fails it again. And so yeah. He also has a daughter who's quite adorable and a mother, and that's who he lives with because his wife was an illegal immigrant who hung out with him long enough to get her green card and have a kid and then abandoned the family, including her daughter, and so that makes her a really horrible person. Now uh now Paul Blart works at a mall and he is always on a Segway. And I feel like this sort of dates the movie because I really don't think Segways are a thing anymore. They're, they're no, when we went, here's the thing. Okay. When we went to our Mortal Kombat thing yesterday. Segways everywhere. Yeah. The guy who was like, per, uh, uh, like uh, patrolling the strip mall uh-huh. on a Segway. Well, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, so you, I want you to do your research. No, no yes, that's fair. Right? That's fair. That's fair. So, uh, so stupid right now. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh so he patrols on a uh on on a Segway and he's got other, you know, security is mall personnel also on a Segway. Um so the movie is really about a couple things. There's a few storylines. One of those storylines is that he's lonely and he wants um you know, he wants somebody in his life other than his mother and his daughter and so both his mother and his daughter are encouraging him to join uh a date, you know, an online dating profile. Uh, which he eventually does, but doesn't really get any hits from. Uh, but there's also a, a, a new woman at the um, at the mall who takes who, who kind of catches his eye. Do you know this? Do you know this actress's name? No, she was the uh, female like love interest in um, Glee. Okay, so um, tiny little woman, un- giant eyeballs. Unbelievable is the name of her little booth, and she sells like wigs and weaves. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And he stalks her uh, quite creepily. But because it's American cinema, uh, stalking actually is uh, something that really women enjoy. Wait um, a minute. Yeah, Hold yeah. On. You didn't know this? You're telling me mm-hmm. women don't like that. Creepy. No, I'm telling you. According to this movie and so many other movies in cinema, when men do all sorts of awful, creepy, stalkerish things. Uh, that makes it's endearing. Them, it's endearing, exactly. It's yeah. endearing, right? Your twilights, if you will. Um, well, that's a little different. That's a whole other bag that we got to unpack. We okay, don't have time in this episode to really unpack. Right, okay. Then the so saying Paul Bar's, Paul Bar's Twilight Number Six. I really think we got to stay away from the Robert Pattinson stuff. We need we, we need a break from Robert Pattinson after episode fifty nine. <laughs> the sheer we, amount we need to that, move on. This that was, we saw of him. This was supposed to be the palate cleanser for highlights. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is supposed to be okay. So that's one of the main storylines, and yada yada yada. He gets the girl at the end. The other main storyline is that he has a uh, he has an assist or not assist a trainee uh, a trainee mall security person who comes in um who's actually uh in the hulu movie i'm just fucking with you uh he was uh, the, the main guy from the i can't remember his actor, actor's name but he was in that as well um that's what i saw yeah that's, that's what he's from i was wondering where i saw the guy from yeah so so basically uh he comes in and he is like the trainee and so now he's got to teach this guy the ropes and obviously paul uh and that's his, his name is Kira o'donnell sorry and then I think it's Jama Jama Mays is the name of the lead actress. So his job, so Paul Bart's job, is to train uh, Vec Sims, which is the name of Kira O'Donnell's character. Now, it is revealed quite quickly because we are encroaching upon Black Friday, the most important shopper day of the year at this mall. It's going to be like ground zero, whatever. 
that there are a bunch of gymnasts and parkour people that decide that they want to rob the mall. This was when parkour was like really big. There was a lot of skating and bike riding and parkour. Yeah, very unconventional ways to take over a mall. I just... It got it got to the point where I was like, really? Okay. And spoiler alert, and this was the big surprise, but Vex Sims, the trainee, <gasps> was actually the brainy. He was the one in charge of all. He was the leader. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Right. So um at a certain point, he's so so Paul Bart's feeling really down, and the guy who runs the arcade says, you know, hey, you looking feeling down. Why don't you play a couple games and lock up for me and maybe that cheer yourself up? And so, because he's got to go deposit his check in the bank that's in the mall, and so Paul Bart does that. And so, why that happens? That's when all of the bad guys make their move, and they evacuate the entire mall by threatening them with guns and parkour. And then he plays like Guitar Hero and a couple other things. Um, and when he leaves, he realizes that the mall's empty, and he realizes there's something going on. He tries to escape, but then he notices that um, that Amy, who is his love interest, her car, which is a '65 Mustang, because of course it is, because it's such an awesome car. Uh, her car is still in the parking lot, and so he he decides to nut up instead of shut up, and he goes back inside the mall, and he tries to be uh, he tries to be John McClane, and he pretty much does, to be honest, and um, yeah, and so he thwarts them. There's like a whole thing going on on the outside with Bobby Cannavale, who is like this SWAT leader that comes up who they apparently knew each other from high school, and the uh, Vex Sims eventually takes takes the little like the kid hostage like paul bart's kid comes up at some point brings him like sloppy joes and like roasted sweet potatoes or some stuff for lunch or whatever and so what happens is is they go on a little road trip like they as as vec tries to get to the airport keeping both amy uh and maya who is paul bart's uh daughter hostage and both bobby cannavale's character and and paul blart they try to chase them down and then here's the other big twist Bobby, Can- Bobby Cannavale was the bad guy the whole time, what? but it's okay because the other actual cop, uh, Adam Ferrara, who's consistently underrated, by the way, Adam Ferrara is a very funny man. Sure. I also feel like him, he's like the poor man's Bobby Cannavale or whatever his name is. Yeah, they almost seem like they're related. Hmm. Well, they're both like that. They got that New Yorker, New yeah. Jersey type thing. It's going very, on. They have very yeah. similar. Like They look nothing alike, but yeah. yeah. Because um, Bobby Cannavale is tall and attractive, and Adam Ferrara is the opposite of those two things. I mean, you have your own opinion. <laughs> okay. But. So anyway, long story short, Paul Bart saves the stuff, you know, saves everybody. Adam Ferrara's character comes and sees that, you know, Bobby Cannavale's character is the crooked guy. Everyone's happy. Uh, Paul Bart and Amy kiss, and that's the end of the movie. The end. Um, what do I think about it? It's a stupid movie. Don't watch it. It's a waste of your time. It's not as nearly as bad as Yoga Hoshers because at the very least, the plot reveals itself somewhat quickly. There are also a couple of likable characters. Um, it's supposed to be a comedy, but much like many Adam Sandler produced or oriented movies, I don't really laugh very often because there's a lot of like really juvenile humor in it. And I like juvenile humor, but I don't know. There's just like a certain point where I didn't find a ton of it funny. So much of this movie was fat jokes, which... I, I mean, I don't know. I guess that's funny sometimes, but sometimes you I get just, enough of that in this podcast. Right. So you, you, have you no more make room. them, dude. You make more fat jokes about you yourself have, than anybody else. You have does. No more room for fat jokes. You you make ninety five the percent of the fat jokes about you. About. I'm tired of you talking about me being fat. <laughs> I never mentioned this. I, I I make one of you being stupid. That's totally different. Yeah, you're right. I'm that's sorry. totally different. 
So like there's a bunch of those jokes about him being fat, blah, 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 blah. Like there's this one part where he falls down when he's running, which is honestly kind of funny. But at the same time, we saw it like a thousand times before. So there's a lot of physical comedy. He's no Chris Farley, but it's still kind of funny from time to time. I don't think it's a terrible movie, but I also think it's not a movie you should really seek out. Uh, if it happened to, you know, if you happen to see it on TV at some point and you got an hour and a half to two hours to kill, sure, watch it. But like it's not the type of movie from 2009 that is some sort of classic. It did apparently merit a sequel. No idea what happened in the sequel probably something incredibly similar but it's fine like there's a lot of things in it that are just like why like why are they all good at parkour like i don't get it like vex sims's character was kind of interesting because he responded a few times in ways that kind of made fun of the generic um cop cop to criminal exchange stuff um but i don't know like there's really nothing about it that it, it was so bland um it wasn't horrible it wasn't good it was incredibly forgettable for me so what do you think of it, Justin? I mean, I'm kind of the same way where it's like, it's not a terrible movie. Obviously, no, it's not terrible. Obviously it's not because it made a bunch of money at the box. It's for a specific audience. Right. For like, you know, like maybe like your 13-year-old type of humor and stuff like that. But like, I'm past this moment. Like, uh, Melissa McCarthy, the same thing too. Like, any movie that like... No, no, no. She's been in some good stuff, man. Sure, but like, any movie that she's in where all it does is like capitalize off for weight yeah like i can't stand it i get tired of that yeah and spy like that was a very different one i think they made one fat joke in the whole mm-hmm. movie the rest of it was just great yeah um but like so when you get these movies like with kevin james where it's just like hey look at him he looks ridiculous because he's fat like right it's good like one time yeah. but after that it's, it's ridiculous like we talked about earlier like the moment where he falls on the tarmac if that was the only time he fell in the movie i would have laughed really hard mm-hmm. but like that's like the seventh time his he bumbled onto his face. Still, still a much more reasonable amount doing the same joke than yoga hoses with its stupid. Sure. Yeah. 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 Canada. Less Nazis too, which is fewer. No, I said less. No, it's fewer. so. Um. Uh. But I said less. So. Um. Which is the really the 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 one thing this movie is missing is more Nazis. Um. But other than that, I it's it's fine. But like, really, I didn't really laugh really a don't ton. Think that's the. Right, that's what that's the problem with this movie right you um, want more nazis no that's no the problem with this movie it just it was it was formulaic it was obvious everything that happened like there really weren't twists like i say they're twists but they're not really twists like everything was formulaic and obvious and it's fine it's a super safe movie that you can watch while not actually watching like if you want to put it on while you're looking at your phone or talking to your friends or whatever then fine but like it's fine it's got a 5.2 on imdb that's about right call me adam sandler when you got more nazis okay <laughs> We gotta stop making. It's not funny making Nazi. Why does everyone think it's funny to make Nazi jokes? All right, give me your damn quiz. Ready? Yeah, go ahead. All right, first question: What does peanut butter do? Uh, Peanut butter fills the cracks of the heart. I'm so happy that you got that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that was one of the few lines in the movie where I was like, "That's a wonderful." There's some. No, there are some good lines. There are some good lines. So fills cracks of the heart. Um, because there's the point in the beginning of the movie where he's all depressed because he doesn't have a girlfriend. Yeah. Like fills the cracks in the hearts. But the thing is, like they give him a, a piece of pie and, and he puts, puts peanut butter on the pie. Like that's what? Disgusting. The, the hell are you doing? That's insane. It's like a giant. I love peanut butter. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I love pie, but that's really weird to me. That was weird. Yeah. All right. Why did he drink so many margaritas, even though he doesn't drink? Because um, he gets all drunk at one point. So are you just talking because he thought it was really good lemonade? That's true. All right. Because that was lemonade, but he was also drinking it because no, I didn't put this in my answer. Okay, he's drinking because he was having a nacho eating contest with his. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah that I with his friend. At, I forget what he did. He did the. But I'm trying to remember what 
I think it was like a vape kiosk or something. I can't remember. Could be. It wasn't the phone one because yeah. the phone was the old old guy. The old old man. guy from uh, Big Daddy. Right. Uh, Eric Avari is his name. All right. That's number two. Number three. What song did he play on Rock Band? Okay, I knew you're gonna ask when this. the mall was being overtaken by the uh, by the robbers. Okay, and I thought you were gonna ask this, and I don't remember if I wrote it down. I meant, gosh darn it! Yeah, whatever. Care. No one's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Detroit Rock City. You're absolutely right. I did write it down. Detroit yeah. Rock City by <laughs> the most profitable band of all time. Kiss. Yeah. All right. What was the theme slash names of the hostage takers? What was the theme of all their names? Oh, they're reindeers. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And finally, Jeffrey, this is a very introspective question that okay. I don't think was answered well in the movie. And okay. I thought maybe you could you know, enlighten me. Is Kevin James fat? I believe Kevin James is fat, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Because... Peanut butter fills the cracks in your heart because he's got he's he's he might be found on the outside, but on the inside he's smoking hot. I it doesn't track. No, it's true because he got the girl at the end because he'll sweat a lot. Sure, but yes, because of all the smoked meats. Yes, I mean Kevin Smith has lost a bunch of weight, but uh, Paul Blart is fat. All right. By the way. At the end of the movie, when he has that smoldery walk, mm-hmm. that was a funny moment too. But again, if it, if it wasn't <laughs> the thirteenth one of those awkward moments, right, it'd been great. But like that particular, I, th- that, I thought that was actually very funny. That was a very funny. No, there are funny moments. There's not just not a ton. There's not a ton. All right, Jeffrey, you're five for five. Thank you very much. On this very special face to face podcast, yes, I showed up with notes ready to go. You can I, see me. Being I have ripped. notes. Um, but yeah, I can't believe you didn't get the Vancouver hockey riot at a certain point. All I thought about was homicide while watching that movie. That's interesting. So all notes kind of just washed it's, away. It's very, it's very strange. Uh, all right, Justin. Um, I think it's time to do our new, uh, our new quizzes. Are you ready? I know you're, you're all locked and loaded over here. Apparently to penalize me for being a friend. To Listen, I'm going I'm to do one bad one next that's, week. That's cool. Next that's week. Cool. I'm going to, I'm going to make it up to you. Just go ahead and punish me for being a good friend to Ashley. Of course. Yeah. You're absolutely okay. right. You have three choices. All right. Okay. You can do horror. Mm-hmm. You can do a movie that is basically a paycheck for somebody. Is aren't they all? Um, or one with the greatest actor of all time. Uh, I'm totally going to do horror, of course. Uh, you're going to watch Day of the Dead Bloodlines. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to rewatch that. Yeah, okay. The other choices was uh, for a paycheck, or for the greatest actor of all time, it was 211 starring Nicolas Cage on Netflix. I refuse to watch Nicolas Cage movies from now on. I'm um, done. I'm out. Those are, those are uh, from here on out, we are never watching any more Nicolas Cage it's movies. It's really weird. Like, he'll have 18 complete garbage. Yeah. Then one, like, Academy-nominated movie. Yeah. Like you'll do that, and then what was the one with the the vengeance one was really good, uh, Mandy. Mandy, yeah, that one, yeah, that one I almost challenged you with, but I didn't think you could handle. But it. like it's so like he'll have garbage, 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 and then Mandy, yeah. Or that like, one was like off the beaten path, like Sunday. Like people love it, stuff. Yeah, no, dude, it was great. It's not your type of movie. You wouldn't. I don't think you'd be able to handle it. And then the other one was a movie with Bruce Willis. That he was just getting a paycheck called Acts of Violence. So. Excellent. I'm so sorry. I'm glad of the one I picked the one I picked. <laughs> so Day of the Dead Bloodlines. Okay, so Justin. Um, my challenge for you, uh, is in honor of 
honestly a hero of mine a fallen hero a fallen hero that we lost this past week um one of the greatest most underrated actors in like those kind of b movie types he also periodically showed up in some the most fantastic movies like blade runner and dark knight and all those wonderful era uh, batman begins and stuff oh yeah he was in dark knight he was um as rucker howard rucker howard passed away just a few days before we recorded this and i love rucker howard i have so many fond memories of movies that he's been in there's just so many like uh, and i've already named a couple lady hawk and others etc um but um what I would like you to watch is a wonderful movie from 1992. And this isn't a joke. I know that you are, you like to think you're young and you're, yeah. you're really not. Yeah. Yeah. 24 years old. You're really old and you in, physically in look like 20s. 20 years older than you actually are. Right. Yep. That's, I mean, like I can say this cause I can see you. I mean, well, face that's and kind of hard hitting information. You're, right you're, you'd like to think you're up with the kids, yeah. but that's not really the case. I'm on this. I'm on the gram. I'm very, yeah, I'm very much the type of person who likes new stuff, likes old stuff, likes stuff in between. Like, I'm not one. I'm a timeless person. I think good is good no matter when it comes out. Wait, you're timeless? Are you immortal? Um, No, not really. You're Highlander. But you think that only stuff that's recent can ever be good. That's that's how you are. You are as bad as a 15-year-old. True. Um, so I'm going to give you this movie knowing full well that your complaints are going to be, oh, well, it's, it just doesn't look I right. Liked, blah, 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 I like that one you gave me. The Ice Pirates so good. I like Ice Pirates. Ice Pirates is great. It's probably one of my favorite ones I've ever read. That, that ending What was the one was two so weeks good. ago? The the like one that was like the Warriors. What was that one? Uh, Streets of Fire? I like Streets of Fire. Streets of Fire is fantastic. So I'm going to give you uh, again. This is this is this is a movie. It's a it's a British flick. Uh, it's got Rutger Hauer and it's got Kim Cattrall. It's from 1992. It's kind of a low budget sci-fi horror movie, a little cyberpunky. Uh, it's called Split Second. You can find it on Amazon okay. Prime Video. Uh, right. It's a very good movie. Keep an open mind. Uh, not the greatest of effects, obviously, and it doesn't have the greatest production value. When was it made? Uh, 1992, but nonetheless a good movie. And okay. so I All think right. go into it an open mind. It is a one of those sort of B movie types. That's it's it's not goofy or anything like that, but it's funny and it's got a lot of. There's some funny moments because of like it's the way it sort of makes fun of the cop type stuff. Cause it's a cop movie. There's like, there's like a, the old, like the new rookie and the old veteran stuff. And they do things. Rutger Howard plays the old veteran who's dealing with problems because, uh, he lost his, his previous, his previous partner to a serial killer, like 10 years ago or something. Two days from retirement. Yeah. So anyway, um, and so the cool thing about it is that it was made in 1992 uh, but it predicts uh, it predicts what actually 2008, but it's set in 2008. So it was 1992, but it was set in, in 2008. In a far, far future. Far, so 16 years into the future. And that's important okay. when we get to the next thing. Okay, so that is it for our challenges for this week. Uh, it's time to close this episode down. If you like what you're hearing, uh, please, please, please drop us a like, subscribe, review. Uh, hit us on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. If you mind writing a couple nice words out, that would be great. If you just want to give us a couple stars, that would be cool too. Uh, anywhere you get our podcast, whether it's Stitcher, whether it's Spotify, wherever you can find a place to give us some sort of positive feedback, we'd love to hear it. And then, honestly, even if you have negative feedback, we want to hear that too. Anyways, we can make the podcast better. It would I mean, be great. Just tell everybody you want me off the show. I get it. Well, it's a good thing I answer all the emails because that's like 95% of the emails. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's understandable. You can get me on Twitter at LollyGeggerCo, L-O-L-L-Y-G-A-G-G-E-R-C-O. You can find us uh, our website, thelollygeggers.com. I've been doing a lot of work on it as we get gear up for our sister podcast, which is releasing in a week, uh, August 5th. 
Uh, and so with that, Justin, I just have a question for you. I just mm-hmm, mentioned mm-hmm, Split Second yeah. and how it was set 16 years in the future. And you're going to watch when you see how accurate yeah. it was, right? Yeah. So I would like you to tell us, what is 2035 going to be like? Because it's 16 years in the future. Um, I predict 2035, uh, we're all going to be in flying cars. It's about damn um, time. But instead of it being like... uh. I don't mean like flying cars, like, you know, they float and stuff. You have to have a runway. It takes time. And it's like everyone has a plane. Cars will be outlawed because of the dangers. And everyone will live in planes. Mm. Or uh, if they don't, half the world will be water world. Okay. Okay. So you have plane world and water world. Oh. And there's a civil war across the earth. Okay. I like where amongst this is going the planes. Now. Started boats. slow, but we're getting yeah. better now. Yeah, and then some of us will be kind of mutates, sure. where we can kind of like breathe underwater with mutates. gills behind our ears. Not mutants, but mutates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then others will be able to fly through the sky. Wow, much like Flash Gordon. Right. So um, there's no need for the flying cars then. Well, there's just a whole world and community where flying is a way of life, okay. but then a whole world and community where where the sea life is a way oh. of life, and it is that particular idea sea or sky which separates this world i think we just got a title for, for the movie sea or sky yeah and then it's because of this that the civil war happens mm-hmm. with president uh, uh willow smith willow smith yes that's okay. will smith's daughter okay so and thus ends this episode <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to do those <laughs>